Good afternoon, all my beauty professionals. Thank you for listening to Ms. V's Real Beauty Talk. And today I want to talk to you about common causes of hair breakage. Now, I know I haven't uploaded a podcast in a long time, but I'm glad to be here. Life happens sometimes, and before you know it, a month or two has passed by, and so here we are. So one of the causes, I would say, um, or that could be a contributing factor to hair loss is your diet. So I'm going to try not to get too far into it, although this could be a whole podcast within itself. But importance of what you eat is um, key in keeping up healthy hair. Certain vegetables and fruits will make your hair shiny, will make it strong, you know, and then it boils down to eating disorders that can make your hair very frail, dull looking, and very easy to break. So that I have seen as well. One thing about your diet, so when I say this to you, I say it to myself as well because I'm not on the the complete track of how I want my diet to be just yet I'm one of those right now I'm like in between some days I have my great days where I've had good amounts of vegetables fruits no meats lots of water I'm hydrated and then it could quickly turn into a bacon cheeseburger day with coke ice and french fries and candy before I go to bed so but here's the thing you may have your off days sometimes but consistently you want your diet to be a good diet now here's where I say this could be a separate podcast within itself because when you really research things about our food you could be one of those who thinks you're eating healthy and then when you research it you find out it's not as healthy as you thought so for example someone could be on a regimen from their doctor where they were told to eat healthy so you you know you start eating vegetables and fruits maybe you can't afford organic foods and then you find out that it's the pesticides in it that make it not healthy or like with oats you may drink oat milk and eat oatmeal but if it's not a specific kind and it could say organic but still you find out that oats are being sprayed with weed um weed killer and so that just totally how can I say goes against the grain of what you're trying to do so it demolishes everything that you're trying to do so that's what I'm saying truly unless you're growing your own food truly the healthiest food you can get is from your local farmer's market and that's the truth if you want true organic you want to make sure that that food is being purchased from a local farm in your area or you're going to a farmer's market and just getting the food yourself if you're not growing it yourself and that's unfortunate but it's the truth 
so one thing about the way our food works is, you know, a little anatomy and physiology here. When you chew your food, it starts in the salivary glands. In liquefying your food, the key to food is it needs to be in liquid form in order to feed your body cells. And every organ in your body started with cells. So cells become tissues, tissues become organs, and then different groups of organs that have the same purpose becomes a system so of course we have hair cells of course we have hair follicle cells when your food is proper and it's getting the nourishment your body cells has what's called a cell membrane that opens up and allows those nourishments to come in for what it needs to reproduce to repair itself if it got injured from the environment if it got injured from a virus or some sort of bacteria um, it can do that and it can reproduce healthy more healthy cells when you eat a bunch of greasy foods it your body cells are forced to try to get nutrients that's out of that greasy food so that it can survive but what happens over time if you continue to eat unhealthy is those cells can't reproduce more healthy cells so they start reproducing unhealthy cells which then you know that it has become cancer cells and remember cells become tissues same thing with cancer cancer cells of the same kind become cancerous tissues and so forth and so forth so diet very important in uh, a key element into whether your hair breaks off or it grows out healthy and strong the second thing is a huge factor also and that is stress so stress can cause a lot of things including an early death because when you are in stress mode first off your body's shooting off adrenaline in the fight or flight mode like survival mode when you're stressing about bills or you're stressing about a test that you have to take just remember your body is panicking so when it panics your blood vessels constrict your heart rate goes up your body shoots out cortisol which is the stress hormone this is a hormone that causes you to gain weight too so if that's true then that leads me to believe that you can gain weight from stress which is totally true and I have seen people lose their hair over time within a month's time a month or two and their hair is just rapidly breaking off because of stress so you want to consider how you um, stress about things and take a different path and learn how to de-stress yourself learn how to breathe when you find yourself getting stressed because it's not worth it at the end of the day so the next thing that can be an element of or a cause of breakage in your hair would be dryness so sometimes and I'll tie this in with um, another thing is shampooing the hair so sometimes the shampoos that we use the conditioners that we use can actually dry the hair out so much so 
that it can cause breakage. One thing you want to know is, and I may have mentioned this in prior podcasts, is that water plays a key factor. The water that we shower in, the water that we shampoo our hair with is a key factor. Most of us on average, and I don't know, it depends on what state you're in. I don't know everybody's water system, but I know here in California, our water is hard water. Some counties, they use whale water, which would have uh, metallics in it. That affects the hair also. The softest water that you can get, no matter what state you're in, is rainwater. It is soft water, meaning it doesn't have all those harsh Um, metals in it that can strip your hair you get the full benefit of your shampoos of your conditioners which and it's good for your skin which means that um, you won't have that dryness well when you buy store-bought most of the time because I will tell you this upfront honestly all professional products are not good products you have to really analyze what you're putting on your skin and on your hair but I will say this um, there are some good professional products out there and it's better than getting store-bought products most of the time store-bought products are very strong let's break it down for shampoos There's a cleansing agent in the shampoo. So think of like your laundry detergent. In order to get your laundry clean, there has to be some sort of cleansing agent in there that latches on to the oils and dirts in your clothes for it to clean out. So with shampoos, there's two parts, hydrophilic and lipophilic. Lipophilic, you can think of lipids, which has to do with moisture, and hydro, think of hydration, hydrophilics, which is related to water. So in shampoos, you have what's called water-loving and oil-loving parts that attach. The oil-loving part attaches to the oils and dirt in the hair, and then the water-loving part attaches to the water droplets from when you wet your hair, um, and then it rinses down the drain. So those ingredients in your shampoos, the store-bought kind, a lot of them are so strong on the pH scale that they're strong enough to clean your toilets, your sinks. In other words, they're too strong for your skin. They should not be placed on your hair and your skin. So a key saying that my coworker taught me a long time ago, one of my old coworkers, is you should be able to bathe in your shampoos. That's how gentle they should be. Now, whether or not we should be alkaline, which I believe we should be on the alkaline side, we are not. And that's a whole other podcast within itself on why we're not alkaline. We are more acidic. So the products that we use on our skin should be acidic. We range on the pH scale between 4.5 to 5.5. So really once you get above a six, which a good medicated shampoo, let's say, if you're using a medicated shampoo, it shouldn't be higher than a six. But your shampoos and conditioners should range between uh, 3.5 to 5.5. Your conditioners 
would be in the 3.5 to 5.5 range. Your shampoos would be 4.5 to 5.5. That's a good range. So even if it's at a 5, that means you're still doing good because your range is 5.5, to 5.5. So when you're using these shampoos along with the hard water, you are stripping the natural moisture out of your skin and out of your hair. And when it's continuous, then it can cause the ends of your hair to split and it can cause them to break off. Not to mention, if you have color on your hair, and who knows if you colored your own hair that was brought from the drugstore, which is a lot stronger than professional colors, which granted, professional hair color is already strong enough. So just imagine now when you buy from the store, certain drugstores, it's twice as strong as regular hair color that's professional. So you have that on your hair, you have henna on your hair, or something like that. You think you're doing something natural, but you have hard water at home, you're using a a drugstore bought shampoo and conditioner, and you have henna on your hair. Your hair is more likely to turn a bright orange um, and tear and break, so you will notice a lot of breakage from that. So what's the flip side of that? You want to try to find a good professional pH balance shampoo and conditioner to help aid you in your hair not being completely dried out because the water is hard enough unless you have a soft water system in your house. So this will aid that. You say, does moisturizing products help to keep your hair from breaking? Um, it doesn't really, once the hair is torn, it will not really repair that. It can help to lay them down and moisturize them. But really, once it's tearing, mm, we'll put it this way, it can help to keep it from further tearing. But once it's torn, there's nothing you can do to really mend those tears except trim those off. And if you're afraid to get your hair trimmed, you have to let it grow out some and then get it trimmed half an inch like every three to six months the next one is heat damage so heat damage comes from blow drying your hair incorrect meaning the airflow is sitting directly on your hair as opposed to facing downward so you can close those cuticle scales give your hair the true shine that's already in there if you did it correct if you place the blow dryer with the nozzle directly onto your hair with the brush underneath you are scalding your hair and you are actually causing blisters and from the blisters the hair can tear and it can break and if you're doing this every single day then yes, you will see your hair break off a lot faster. Another key thing is flat ironing the hair every single day. And some people who do this at home, a lot of times they'll spray a lot of product, too much product on their hair. And then you hear the hair sizzling in between those two plates that get up to 450 degrees, even 200 degrees would be too hot. And you're boiling those products in the hair that will definitely sizzle through the core of your hair and cause hair breakage. 
So the next one is tied into the shampoos, over shampooing your hair. Not only can you cause hair breakage depending on the shampoo that you're using, but you can cause your scalp to actually get a fungus because you're stripping that skin that the hair is growing out of, of its natural oils and sweat, which is called an acid mantle that helps to keep bacteria from penetrating into the skin. And so when you're shampooing your hair every day, only if your hair is excessively oily, do you do that. But a lot of times, believe it or not, someone whose hair is not naturally oily can become uh, oily when the hair panics. The skin actually is panicking because it's been stripped of the oil. So then it produces too much oil. So then you're under the impression that your hair is too oily, but that's why it's because the hair is freaking out the, the skin is freaking out. We have no oil. We need to produce more. It's kind of like when you cleanse your face and you've stripped it. So now it's going to become more oily. And you think you have oily skin, but it's not always necessarily true. You're just stripping it and it's freaking out. But over shampooing your hair definitely can cause your hair to break. Uh, another thing is improper towel drying and elastic hair tie. So improper towel drying, you know, is taking that hair and aggressively rubbing it in between the towels. Remember when your hair is wet or damp, it stretches up to 50% more. So it's more susceptible to breaking. And that's why when your hair is damp after you've shampooed it, certain brushes you don't want to use on your hair because the tension of that because the hair stretches up to 51 percent it's easier to break so that's speaking of that's another way or cause that your hair can break too once you've shampooed the hair and the hair is damp aggressively brushing it can just tear the hair right off but improper drying the hair with a towel what you want to do is take that hair in between the towel and actually pat the hair dry instead of rubbing it aggressively. And that way you won't risk breaking your hair off. You have to consider the condition of your hair already. A lot of times, and I know this from experience with ourselves, we're not as gentle with ourselves as we may be with our clients and we have to work on that. And some people literally have the attitude that your hair will grow back. But I am here to tell you that that is not always true. The hair, especially the older you get, depending on medications you may be on, um, you know, anything could be could change in your body. So there is no guarantee that your hair is just going to grow back. So you have to treat it with care and be mindful of that. So improper towel drying and aggressive hair brushing and then the next one is elastic hair ties could be rubber bands could be hair ties that you use especially when the hair is wet not only can it break the hair when it's dry and it's something that you're doing every day so for instance um, when you're little or if you have little kids sometimes you always put their hair in those elastic ties a bunch of ponytails but you have to remember that that hair is the same age as the child. So if they're only three years old, that means their hair is only three years old. And by you tying it up all the time, when they become teenagers, that hair, because of hormonal changes, 
that hair could start to grow in thinner and it could become permanent thinning and permanent hair loss or breakage from those elastic ties and especially when you put it on the hair wet or damp and that hair is vulnerable to stretch then yes you can break the hair off so another thing is over processing you can over process the hair with color with lightener with perms with relaxers and when you do that depending on how you treat the hair what shampoos and conditioners products you're using at home um, the hair can break off a lot more aggressively so for instance let's say if you bleached your whole head and your stylist doesn't tell you how to properly care for your hair you go home you're using uh, drugstore bought products you have hard water in your home that's a scenario you're using drugstore bought shampoos and conditioners which the ph of it i'm sorry is let's say it's at an 8 through an 11 that's strong enough to clean your shower down with and then the conditioner is loaded with water so that water is not really moisturizing your hair it's actually drying it out more and let's say you put mousse and hairspray on your hair and then you're sizzling it with the flat iron yeah it's going to break off a lot faster um let's also give the scenario that you're a swimmer so you just bleach your whole head no one educated you on getting a clarifying shampoo and using moisture and protein protein helps to strengthen your hair uh, because your hair is more fragile the lighter your hair gets and then moisture because of course your hair is dried out now that you've removed mostly all of your melanin out of your hair your hair is a lot weaker then yes faster hair breakage uh, a lot more dry and remember we said dryness can cause the hair to break so if you're not properly upkeeping your hair after getting chemicals then yes your hair can break off what i wanted to say too is protein here's a key factor and i don't want to get too far into it protein is something that you would use once a week depending on how fragile your hair is you would know that when you get your hair lightened like let's say when you shampoo your hair you notice um, a great amount of shedding or your hair is just breaking off when you comb through it then you would know you're in need of protein treatments here's the tricky thing if you overdose so in other words every time you shampoo your hair you don't want to use protein because your hair is already protein so if you overdose on protein you can cause your hair to become brittle and it will snap off so my recommendation when you're using protein treatments and that's because you notice your hair is excessively breaking could be from hair color or a perm that you just got and you're swimming and you weren't using the correct shampoos you want to do protein treatments once a week or every other week dependent upon how fragile your hair is and how much breakage you're seeing all right um i think that oh did i mention braids braids is another key factor in breakage a common cause of hair breakage not to say that braiding is bad for you but i would say if that's all you've worn for the last four or five years and you've never you know 
worn your hair, the constant pulling over time, that tension dependent upon how tight those braids are, the tension can eventually cause breakage and thin your hair out, especially when you're adding hair to those braids. Synthetic hair is known, this is from my own experience, known to pull those hairs out right from the root. So not only can it cause hair breakage, but it can cause permanent hair loss. And that's not something that we want. So I really hope that in this podcast, you found something, um, knowledge, some knowledge that helped you. I feel like I'm tongue tied right now. I don't know what's going on. Um, But I hope that this helps you and really educate you a little bit better on how to treat your hair and how to treat your client's hair. You always want to educate your client. Don't do a $300 color and highlighting job, you know, and then send them home without giving them good products to upkeep their hair at home. You should be shampooing and conditioning their hair with the products that you think they need so that they can purchase it from you and they tell you well why can't I just get this from such and such store because here's the deal most of the time the pH of those products are way too high for us it's strong enough to clean your toilets and sinks so if you go home you could use that product but just know and be aware that because most likely you have hard water in your home and you're using this product that is too strong for your skin and for your hair your hair probably will break and it will be dry and damaged this product here you let them smell it you let them touch it you tell them how often they should use it And I think when people know that you're not just trying to sell them something, you're not just trying to make money off of them, nine times out of 10, they'll trust you. So, but it's up to us to educate. And I'm not saying that people will always listen because they don't always listen, but some of them will. And at least we did our part as professionals. So my beauty professionals, I hope to upload again at the end of this week and I want to talk about opening up a business some things that you should consider before you open up your salon and it was a a conversation that I've been having with a family member of mine who's going to be opening up um, their salon soon and so it just made me think about you know the last chapter in the textbook about things and business classes that I've taken that you want to think about and really have knowledge about before you open the doors of your salon. Thank you so much for listening to Ms. V's Real Beauty Talk. Don't forget, you can find me on YouTube under Ms. V's Beauty Tutorials, and you can find me on TikTok under Von, V as in Victor, O-N-N-T-O-C-K 48, And that's it. You guys have a good week. Bye.